0: Hi, everybody. This is Maritza Mollis, and you are listening to the Autism Stress Less podcast, where each week we take a few minutes to talk about stressing less when you are caring for a child with autism. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Autism Stress Less podcast. It's Maritza. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit today about what you can do to help your child with dangerous behavior. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this today because it comes close to our family's heart because Jaden is 12 with nonverbal autism, level three autism. He has epilepsy and pica and he has a tendency to become dangerous at times now that he is going through puberty. And I know for those of you who have newly diagnosed kids on the spectrum, you guys may not be quite there yet, but this is something that uh, might happen where you will see that your child is exhibiting some dangerous behaviors, whether they're, you know, destroying property or even hurting themselves. So how can we help our children so that way we can stress less? Okay, so let's dive right in. I'm currently sitting on a park bench on a beautiful sunny day in Cleveland, Ohio. So we decided to come to a park today to do the podcast because it's a beautiful day. And for those of you who live in Ohio know that it rains a lot and it's a lot of cloudy days. But for those of you who don't live in Ohio, that's what happens here, guys. (laughs) So I just wanted to talk to you guys right now about possible interventions. So when your child becomes a little hard to handle, what is your plan? So the plan that we have in place comes straight from the Ohio Department of uh, Education, where they kind of just collaborate with Ocali, which is a program here that we have in Ohio that helps families that have children with disabilities. Right now, the intervention plan and process that they give is to assess when your child's behavior has occurred. So, for instance, like low risk would mean, okay, that's green. Once a trigger has occurred, you observe what's going on, you assess your child, their level of self control, and then you ask, okay, do I need to prepare something here? And then, of course, you look at your environment to see if it's safe. The medium risk is yellow, which would mean it's a clear indication that the behavior is <laughs> becoming worse. So, you try to redirect your child to specific activity, right? So, if Jaden's having a meltdown and it's a medium risk, I usually will say, "Are you okay?" And if I can get him to calm down, I'll be like, "Okay, let's go outside and play." Or, "Hey, why don't we go get a snack and go to the park if it's nice outside?" Or, "Why don't we go for a walk?" Something like that. Some kind of sometimes movement helps with them too. So, ensure encourage your child to, you know, Let's go for a walk or let's go outside or let's dance or, you know, something like that. Especially if you see that it's a medium risk. The high risk is when um, they're just having a full on, you know, aggressive outburst where, you know, they're they're screaming, they're kicking, they're hitting, they're spitting. So what you want to do in that kind of situation is you try to stay calm. And I know it's very hard, you guys. Trust me. I go through this many times a week. But this is why I'm doing this podcast, why I wrote a book, why Kevin and I are you know, doing YouTube, because we want to help you guys right now in the early stages, those of you who have the newly diagnosed children, because it's important for you guys to get a handle on it now. So that way, later on, your family will have a great plan of action. So when your kid is in the high risk area, what you want to do is you want to send others away from the area. So like in the house, for instance, like yesterday, Jaden had a full-on tantrum, meltdown. He he had a whole bunch of things going on yesterday. So I look at Sabi, my youngest one, and I always send him away from the area. I'll tell him, go in the basement, go upstairs. Because you always want to make sure everybody's safe. Jaden's kicking doors. You know, he's about 190 pounds now. Um, Kicking doors. He'll kick people. He'll hit people. So you kind of want to... Remove dangerous objects from their reach and don't try to discipline them at the time because it's not gonna work. So just kind of stand at least one arm's length away or one leg's length away from them and don't, give, don't be face to face with them or try to tell them what to do. Just try to remain calm and quiet. Breathe if you can, be flexible. Um, a really good thing to use is a pillow. So they say like to use a pillow or a cushion to protect yourself if your child is like kicking and hitting, take deep breaths and just make sure that your child is not a danger to himself, you know, or to you or to others around you, you know, just try to wait for him to kind of, or her to get through their meltdown. But just make sure that everybody's safe in that situation. That's the most important thing. those are some few ways to try to kind of help your child if they exhibit those kinds of behaviors where they have a tendency to have meltdowns and tantrums and can be aggressive early on it's it's easier to handle I think because like I said we've been going through this with Jaden for years now he's gonna be 13 in December but when he was smaller you know he we used to call him the Tasmanian devil at times because he could have a meltdown and just like run from room to room and scream and scream and scream and scream but it was easier because he was smaller to kind of just like okay we'll let him cool down and then we'll try to redirect him to an appropriate activity you know snack whatever it may be but now you know as they get older it gets a little harder because they're bigger so i just wanted to give you guys some kind of support concerning that cuz it can be very hard and i know sometimes i mean i've met people where you know, they've had to call 911 and they've had, you know, their children taken by ambulance to the hospital and then put in the psych unit for like three days or whatnot. And that's one of the things that I'm here for to kind of tell you guys, I don't want you guys to to do that if you don't have to, you know, like try to work hard at maintaining a good family life and the only way to do that really is to educate yourself and to continuously and persistently try to do the best that you can for you know if you're married your marriage your children if you're single for your children for yourself you know as soon as a a crisis with your child is over this goes for all parents that are you know not you know married and not married when you have had a stressful event occur you know and everything's okay and it's the calm you know Make sure you take some time for yourself, whether or not, you know, if your child's okay you, know, you just go, you know, grab something to drink, go watch a good TV show, go read a nice book, a magazine, take a bath, you know, if you can do something like that. Because, you know, I understand it's, it's super hard to go through that kind of thing, but what I want to do for you guys is to help you to stress less, right? So those are some of the point, the key points that I have for you guys concerning that. Also, if it gets really bad and you guys just feel like there's no other way, you can always call your County Board of Developmental Disabilities and ask to see if they can come help with like family support services or get an assessment for your child to find help before the next crisis occurs. You know, there's so many different things that you can do for your child, but you have to find them out for yourselves, unfortunately, because people aren't going to knock on your door and say, hey, you know, I've heard you had a crisis going on in your family, can I help you? So we have to go out and we have to search for those things to kind of help our families um, after a crisis occurs like that. So again, you know, contact your county department job and family services, uh, board of developmental disabilities, and then your county board of mental health as well. Um, I hope those things can help you and your family create a good action plan for behavior. So the stress less skill for the week is to try to remain calm during the storm that takes place when your child is having tantrums and meltdowns. So trying to remain calm. And in John. 15 verse 7 it says if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So that's something that I need to read every day. I don't know about you guys, but I sit here and I contemplate on this scripture and I think you know, being close to God and knowing what He wants for our lives, for our for our family, you know, and just trying to do the best that we can reading the word and if you can't read it listen to it because there's so many different apps nowadays where you can actually listen to the bible or listen to sermons you know there's joyce meyer there's elevation church there's td jakes there's so many different resources that can help you um, as a parent that has a special needs child you know if you can't go to church like i always say watch church from home so there's all these different resources so if you remain in god and you're consistently listening to his words, guess what? Every time you have a crisis, you're going to go back to those good words. Whatever you put in your words comes right out of your mouth and is in your spirit. So God's like, well, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. So you have to have that kind of faith, right? It's hard, hard, hard sometimes. Super, super, super hard. But if you're consistent and persistent with it, I promise that you'll have that peace that surpasses all understanding. So I hope you guys have a blessed week. Like always, if you have any questions, email us at molisfam at gmail.com. Take care.